Welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday, April 15th, 2020. We have a great show planned ahead for you. We bring back Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. He'll bring some strong opinions and some thoughts on current events like he always does. Uh, We will agree and disagree on some items, and that's fine, guys. We agree to disagree. There's nothing wrong with that. Let's all just uh, hear some opinions and and roll with it. So he'll talk from a law enforcement background as well as a baseball umpiring background and just a man who's seen it all, really. We look forward to hearing from him on our Facebook page, guys. Thank to those who've jumped on. Feel free to uh, like the page if you haven't or pass the page along. It really helps us. If you have any questions, comments, things you want to bring up, things you want us to talk about, please uh, send us a direct message on that platform and we will uh, talk about, uh, we'll respond and and just include everyone we can. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, that is uh, great too. We're always looking for more guests. If you use the Anchor app specifically, one benefit to that is that if you want to be a guest down the road, it's much easier to connect with you rather than have to explain to you to find the app add the podcast as a favorite on the app and and just all that. It's just much easier to connect. And we appreciate the favorite and the likes as well. Anyway, so uh, with those things in mind, we appreciate the support. If you can jump on, please do so. If you're listening on another platform, hey, that's fine too. Just uh, continue to listen and and spread spread the word, if you will. So... I want to talk about somebody first. I heard a a day or so ago that Mr. Gary Lunny passed away. Mr. Lunny was a teacher and a coach at Rio Hondo Prep. Uh, I had some experience with him when I was in junior high. By the time I got up to uh, football and the varsity side of things, he was pretty much retired or kind of more of a consultant at that time. But he was a unique individual, so talented he taught seventh grade. He taught boy choir. He taught art. He taught Latin. Very wide range of things. And then of all those things, on top of that, he was the varsity football defensive coordinator for many years. So he had a huge impact on many young men. Uh, he's been retired a long time. Uh, he passed away recently uh, with his family by his side. So we wish them well. Rest in peace, Mr. Lunny. Thoughts and prayers of the Lunny family. Great memories with them. Uh, outside of being a coach and mentor and a teacher, Mr. Lunny was also a Vietnam veteran. So he wrote a book about his experiences at one point. Just a very talented guy. And he even brought uh, <laughs> the Vietnam to the classroom at times. So from what I hear, a few a few people have said that he, if you weren't paying attention in the back row, you know, he'd be like, hey, Fred, Freddie. What, what, what? And he was big. Boom. Bomb just went off. <laughs> he just stepped on a landmine or something. And a little dark for maybe junior high kids or high schoolers, but it's just a unique outlook, a unique way to paint a picture, <laughs> if you will. So a few of my buddies joked about that, uh, hearing about Mr. Lunny's past and just, you know, talking about some of the funner moments of good times. Another thing he did, we used to have these demerits at school. You started with 15 merits. Every time you did something wrong, whether you showed up late, didn't do homework, uh, were disrespectful, something, you would get a demerit. And if you got below 10, you had to do so many, you know, an hour of work or something. If you got down to zero, you were in real trouble. But uh, we were screwing around at lunch one time. I I think we had like some carrots and we were throwing carrots at each other, just being boys, right? Junior high kids. And Mr. Lunny comes walking down the ramp and sees us and he's got a real serious look on his face and and a... kind of a high-pitched voice, but also very firm. And he just said, don't throw demerits. <laughs> so I, I found that uh, it's a fond memory of him when I thought of him. And uh, he was firm but fair. He had his own way of doing things. And, you know, my uh, my thoughts and prayers are out to his wife, Sherry, his daughters, Lindy and Ginger, and uh, sons, Tim and Bob. So um, a special person. Um we're going to miss him and just a, just a wonderful, wonderful man. So Mr. Lunny, you have many people you impacted and uh, you know what, we're, we're going to miss you, sir. Okay, we're going to move forward with conversation with Mr. Bill Barnes again, the former police officer and current college baseball umpire. 
They'll have plenty of strong opinions. And uh, yeah, let's get to Bill Barnes right now. Okay, we are joined at this time by none other than Mr. Bill Barnes for his weekly appearance on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. And I think after three tries, we are finally connected, Bill. Can you, can you hear me? I hope third time's the charm, Matt. It certainly is. I can hear you just fine. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. We don't have anything else to do, nowhere to be, so I know that time is of the essence. Well, you know, I'm a busy man. I got to get, you know, I, I, I've got an appointment about 30 feet away in my uh, washing washroom to do a load of laundry. So, you know, I'll do what I can to, to put that off and, and, and join you here. I appreciate the time. I really do. And the listeners really do. And, you know, Bill, uh, this is a scary question I'm going to ask you, but I'm just, there's no other way to say it except what would you like to talk about? Well, I've got a, I've got a, um, I, I wrote down a few things and <clears throat> the first thing that, that, that I want to talk about, it's, it's hot off the press today is our governor's six point, um, point of action to reopening the state and everybody's probably seen it. I'm just going to comment on it. I'm not going to read, I'm not going to bore you and read the bullet points because anybody that can read or, or, or. Or, or someone smarter than me, tell it to them, you'll, you'll get it. The bottom line is, so here's the bottom line. The bottom line is, um, you really don't know what he's talking about until these reporters ask him direct questions. And the questions that he answered that I thought were, were quite um, interesting was, until there is a, quote, herd immunity, herd immunity, Life that we know it will not resume to the way we knew it and the way we experienced it. The definition of a herd immunity has to do with the herd, which is us, we're the people, becoming uh, immune from the malady which is out there, which is this coronavirus. And the only way that happens is through a vaccine. So here's the bottom line. The bottom line is, we're not going to live like we did back in, in mid-February until there's a vaccine. Now, I think we're smart enough to, 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 to get one. There's a, lot, there's, a, there's a lot of brilliant scientists in this world, and hopefully they put all their other bullshit down, and they're all trying to you know, collectively come up with, an, with, a, uh, with a, um, a, a, a vaccine here. Uh-huh. I mean, two things come to mind. We can put a man on the moon. <laughs> and we can make, we can make an 85 year old man's penis get hard Whoa. with some of the things that 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 these pharmacists and, and and drug companies have come up with. So I'm quite quite confident that we're going to have something in the not too distant future. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it's going to take a, a toll on you know examples like you know Matt, you and I go into a bar and we're bellied up somewhere and we've got about half a dozen you know, swimsuit models throwing themselves at us. Those days are over. <laughs> I don't know that they ever existed. Well, those days are over. If, if we do go to a restaurant, we're going to be seated. There's not going to be that many tables. We're going to be seated uh, a great distance from each other. We're going to have our temperature taken before we go in the place. Someone's going to put a thermometer on our forehead. And if we're 98.9, you know, we're shown the door. Which, wow. to be honest with you, I, I'm okay with. I'm okay with. I, I know that if, if I'm if if I'm running a temperature, whether it's a common cold or the or the COVID nineteen, I don't really I don't get my jollies off on infecting anybody. Just as I hope <laughs> the other uh, person doesn't get their jollies off on on spreading to me. So that that I'm okay with. You got a lot of what are you doing? You got a lot of like crap going on in the background. What's happening? Oh. Well, I'm sorry about all that. I'm just trying to listen to your knowledge and get comfortable here. So, okay. Anyway, I thought it might have been me. It's you, as usual. Anyway, (laughs) sorry Uh, guys. (laughs) Anyway, um, that comes to mind, and so the bottom line is where I'm going with this is 
is that, you know, Gavin Newsom is a pro-life guy. Perfect example is he's got a, he's got about, I don't know how many, I know there's probably 300 people. And again, if my numbers are off, you know, beat me over the head. He's got a bunch of people on death row that need to die today. Okay. These are convicted killers, bad, bad people that need to die by one stroke of the pen. Him alone has given them a reprieve on life, at least during his administration. Even though the voters overwhelmingly voted to execute these bastards, he's keeping them alive. That plays into my next segment, which is he's a pro-life guy. Therefore, he's treating this epidemic and plague and pandemic, whatever you want to call it, as a way to keep people alive. For that, I applaud him. His pro-life mentality is finally coming into good use here. So uh, I really think down deep that that Gavin Newsom, even though he's a very very left-wing liberal guy, has a kind heart. And his kind heart is coming out right now, trying to keep us all alive. So for that, I applaud the guy. There's many, many, many things I don't like about him. But the way he's handling this, he's listening to his experts. He's taking in all considerations on what the experts say. He's not making political decisions, I don't think. I, mean, I may be wrong. I may, he, he, may, I may be, he may be such a good car salesman that he's got me buffeting. I don't think so. <laughs> um, well, go ahead. I'll let you talk. It's just, yeah. <laughs> no, not a people hear enough of me. I mean – uh, they tune in Wednesdays to hear you, but you know what? My question is, Bill, why is that? Why can't people find more common ground like that? I mean, you and Gavin Newsom are, are complete opposites, but here you are. You're thanking the guy for for some of the things he's done. What is so difficult, especially in this situation? Why can't we come seem to agree on anything or find some common ground? Well, I think a lot of us are. I mean, if you'd have asked me a month ago what I thought of Gavin Newsom, I'd have told you that he's the biggest pile of shit that ever walked the streets of California. Okay, (laughs) now having an open mind and having seeing the way he's handled this situation, he's he's I've, I've gained a little respect for the guy. Now, I'm a fair minded individual. I listen to both sides. I am not. I've got friends that are Democrats that are hardcore liberal Democrats, and I listen to them. And I don't take it personally when I when 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 they when they don't agree with me when they think I'm full of shit and I'm the worst thing since uh, you know uh, you know George Wallace okay and <laughs> you know I mean I, I don't take it personal and I don't take it personal you know I don't and, and hopefully but the, here's the problem a lot of Democrats a lot of these left wing they they are out to be completely vile and 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 just have wreak venom upon anybody that disagrees with them that tells me one thing that they're very very shallow minded and that they're 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 they they come from a very spoiled all all about me background or all the above i I don't know i don't know but you're right why can't we that's a great question i'm i don't have the the bandwidth right now to answer that (laughs) i just you know (laughs) Agree to disagree is a, is a popular phrase, but it just seems like there's just so much like hatred and just like, oh my God, we live in an age where would you disagree with someone or someone disagrees with you? Oh, you see it on Facebook all the time, and that's not a shot at you, Bill. But I'm just, I'm just like I get so caught up, so tired of seeing uh, everyone just throw out their opinions, and then everyone starts talking crap on each other, and it's like, come on, people, why, why are we doing this? I know. I know. And, and, and <clears throat> there are, you know, in a situation like this where people's lives are in, are, are in the balance, you need to drop whatever political uh, affiliation you're with and, and, and think as a human being and come together as a human being. Because, um, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, being a Democrat or Republican means nothing if you have a loved one who's dead. Or you're dead. Yeah. You know, it means uh-huh. absolutely nothing. Now, I'm going to say something that's, that's kind of uh, mean, but you know what? 
there's there's a there's a there's a there's a speaker of the house that is just a vile rotten woman who needs to learn that and she never will she hasn't to this point she never will her whole agenda is to destroy donald trump and all of her sycophants that follow her are in line with her like this this uh this guy Schiff out here in California. Why this guy has been elected? I mean, there's got to be some like-minded people in the in the Burbank area where he represents that want to vote his ass out. Because he's a mean, he's a he's a bad man. He's a bad guy. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I mean, this has really brought out the best and the worst in people, this whole situation. And, and it's very unfortunate. I just, uh, you know, I have my opinions. I have my beliefs. There's times I bring them up. There's times I don't. Uh, but some people just don't well, seem to be able to put that stuff aside. Exactly. I'm an open book. You ask me a question, I'm going to give you the truth. I'm not going to really sugarcoat. Oh, yeah. I'm not really going to sugarcoat anything. Um, mm-hmm. Just like the fact and, 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 you know, my, my next bullet point, I think we've hit on the Democrats hard enough. Some are coming around, some aren't, and some never will. And we'll leave it at that. Um, I think we're all kidding ourselves, Matt. Before I get into that, I just want to make one quick uh, statement about the folks out there that think that we've gone too far in preparing ourselves for this pandemic. That, the, that we have hospital ships that, that have a capacity for a thousand and are only seeing seven people and how a lot of they're building new hospitals. They're resurrecting some that were closed. They're asking for volunteers in the medical field to come out of retirement, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of people think, what the hell is he doing? What's going on here? You know, this is not the end of the world. Well, no, it's not. It's not. Try to try to draw a parallel to this. And the reason I bring this up is because I got a little bit of experience in this, in this area as a police officer. If you were, you go, you, you, let's say your shift starts at three o'clock in the afternoon. You go in about two 30, you get dressed, you put on your Sam, your Sam Brown, which is known as your gun belt to the layman's people. You put that on <clears throat> in that Sam, in that belt, you've got a holster. Depending on the weapon you have, you have anywhere from 12 to 14 rounds, rounds being bullets in your gun. You strap that on. You've got at least two, um, magazine magazine holders magazines are the clips on an automatic weapon you've got anywhere from 12 to 14 rounds in there okay let's go on the on the high side 28 and 40 you have 42 rounds at your disposal when you go out to serve the community you also have a a remington 870 shotgun that has approximately four rounds with another sleeve of four to eight rounds so on the low end you've got four you've got a shotgun with four rounds and you've got your 42 rounds that you go out with on your shift <clears throat> in the over 25, 28 years that I was on the department at any department an officer sc- screamed on the radio for more rounds one time in my, in my career that I know of one, one time. And that was in a sniper situation when they were, when the two officers were shooting back through their windshield at a car that was shooting at them, they yelled over the air. We need more rounds. That's happened one time, one time. Take those 27 years, divide it, and, and multiply it by 12, and that'll give you your answer, and then put a percentage to that, how many times you've needed all those rounds. But you know what? There was that one time, wasn't there? There was uh-huh. that one time. Well, with that said, you go out very, very, very prepared, just in case that happens. Okay. Are you, uh, the, major, the vast 99.9999% of the time, are you going to need all that firepower? No. No, you're not. But just in case, you got it. Now, let's, let's, <clears throat> let's transition to what's going on now. You've got all these new hospitals. You've got all these people. They're screaming for ventilators. They're screaming for, for masks, for this, for that. I don't blame them. You want to be prepared. Are you going to use them? Probably not. They turned to Sears building, a Sears department store where I used to work at during Christmas time, my junior and senior year of high school. That's now a, a, a hospital. That old abandoned place. Now, do they need it right now? No, but you never know. Heart attacks, strokes, uh, people having natural cause problems, that doesn't stop. That doesn't stop. When you see an ambulance with its red lights on going somewhere and picking up somebody, 
It's probably, it, it may be for COVID-19, but there's a, a particularly good chance it's for a heart attack, a stroke, some type of medical problem. That still, that still goes on. We still need to see those kind of people. Therefore, the need to be overprepared is a lot more than people realize. And I hope that kind of sunk into all 9,500 of your listeners. <laughs> it makes them think a little bit why we're doing this. Yeah, Bill, I think people are just frustrated. that They want to get back to work. They want to be safe. They don't want to get out and, and uh, catch a, a virus. But, God, I mean, there's, there's money. There's bills. Like, it's, it's getting a bit much for people. And I think that's been uh, the, one of the toughest parts that, that was unforeseen is just everyone sitting at home doing nothing. you got to do nothing and just wait. And that was really getting to people. Yes. And, and fortunately or unfortunately, whatever the case may be, I am not in those people's shoes because, you know, being a, a retiree, I've got a pension. I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm good. I don't have me personally. I don't have to worry about that, but I've got friends, a lot of them, like probably yourself, like a lot of people that are going, Hey, we need to get to work. And that is probably why the governor realizes that. And, and believe me, I'm not here to, to be a proponent of, of Gavin Newsom. I'm just here to lay it out in black and white. That's why we need to have some type of, of uh, formatted opening to get back. Like they all say, it's not going to be a flick of a light. We're not, not, no. No, no, not going to just rush out one day and life's going to be normal. Um, this is going to take a lot of patience, a lot of understanding and a lot of rewiring your the way you live Mm -hmm. and again hopefully there's a jonas salk out there somewhere that can uh you know put something in his test tube and come up with a for those of you don't know he he cured polio by the way um you know hopefully there's somebody out there like that that's gonna you know put a, a test tube together and 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 stir it up and we'll have the magic potion here shortly but until then you know, get, get used to this, get used to this, get used to, um, I think what's going to happen until there, until there's a vaccine, Matt, and I'm predicting this. And I think a lot of people are just afraid to admit it. Sports, they may resume, but you know what? They're going to resume for probably two main reasons. Number one, TV contracts, because that's where the money is. And number two, because a lot of people like to gamble on sports and that's where the money is. And number three, they want all these multimillionaires to somehow be justified and get in their, their, um, their paychecks, okay? The fans, if the fans were that important, if they played for the, for the fans, if they were all that important, we wouldn't be playing. So don't think for one second that professional sports gives two shits about the asses in the seats. They don't. They don't. No. They don't. They don't care, and they never will. And that may be hard for some people to hear, people that are are fans of teams and such, but they're never going to love you back. So, so, so don't ever think they will. And, yeah, they really don't care about the, the – there's more money to be made in other places. Uh, so a that's business. a really good – It's a thought. business. Yeah. It's oh, a business. Yeah. If the state of Florida deems the WWE an essential business because of the financial impact on that state, then – that should tell you right then and there. They're they're playing t- contact gymnastics with each other in a move in a, in a in a TV studio in Orlando, Florida. Okay, with no crowds, no TVs. All right. So if the WWE is deemed essential for the state of Florida because they're still doing it, then that should be plain as pumpkin pie that all they care about <laughs> is the money. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> they're talking about resuming the NHL. In, 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 in these metropolitan areas like, um, you know, South, uh, Twin Forks, South Dakota, I think, or, or, or Montpelier, Vermont, or some other, you know, one-horse town, to where they're away from the general public so their players can be safe from the virus, and all they're going to do is go play hockey in a high school, in a high school uh, uh, ice rink for TV. I personally don't think that's going to happen. I personally don't think that the NBA is going to resume. 
I personally don't think that Major League Baseball will resume until they're talking May. That's delusional. Maybe maybe July, maybe August, and it will be in a controlled uh, environment like Arizona or Florida, and it will be um, studio baseball. They might as well go play in, in Studio 42 at the MLB uh, studio <laughs> in, in, in Weehawken, New Jersey, or wherever the hell they do it. Okay. Yeah. And Harold Reynolds pitches for both teams, and they use a wiffle ball. I mean, that's just, <laughs> I mean, that's just the way it's going to be. And every game that's played like that in any sport should have an asterisk next to it because it's deemed for entertainment purposes only because that's Mm -hmm. all it is. Yeah. That's all it can be, you know? So (laughs) it's frustrating. It's I'll say this though, Bill, it's it's already mid mid April and we didn't know what a month of this would be like. But here we are. And well, if you, hey, I, mean, if you I got news for you. Get used to it for another, I bet, at least, <laughs> at least another month. May 15th, at least, we're, 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 uh, we're on lockdown. Maybe uh, right around there, they might say, okay, now you can go uh, to your favorite um, restaurant that can only serve five people at one time. And believe me, get used to wearing a mask, okay? Yeah. That, we're going to have masks until, again, there is, until the, the, Herd is a mirror. <laughs> oh my! Well, uh, you know what, Bill? I got nowhere to go. I got nowhere to be, uh, and and until I run out of money, I, I'm okay. Well, <laughs> but I will eventually run out of money. Six months from now, are you going to run out of money? Oh yeah. Okay, three months from now, how are you going to feel? Yeah, that's a well, <laughs> that's a fair assessment right there. That's a good number. Now, um. Got to get back to work eventually or get some I, – I hate getting assistance from other financial institutions or the government, but uh, like a lot of people are doing that right now just to get by. Yeah, well, we're, it's it, – <laughs> get used to it. I mean, you're either going to do that or you you know what? Amazon's hiring a bunch of people. Uh, grocery, if you're in the grocery store business right now, you're gold. Yes. You're gold. I mean, I went to the store yesterday. And I had a mask on and I saw two people that didn't. And I asked him, I point blank asked, hey, where's your mask, man? Oh, yeah. I go, no, 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 no. I care about you. I'm wearing a goddamn mask here. So I don't get you get you uh, diseased in case I am. I expect the same in return. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Masks are going to be what loincloths were to those back in the Tarzan days. We don't want to see your big hairy balls dangling from you. OK, we want you to cover up. Now we want you to cover your faces so I don't get sick. Yeah, it's it, we all got to do this. We're all in this together. I mean, it's, yeah, you can have your opinions one way or another, but unfortunately, it's it's the new reality. I mean, I hope it goes big, away. This is not a big game of, of naked and afraid here. All right. Put some <laughs> clothes on and put a mask on. Be responsible. <laughs> let me let me ask you a question, Bill. Uh, go on and go. So you said you were at the store shopping. And I don't know why I thought of this about you, but you don't strike me as a big uh, cook, chef type of guy. So, but maybe you are, and I just never saw it. What What have you kind of been doing meals wise? You're You're not eating out a lot, I'm sure, right? I <laughs> Getting food I to go. Eat, I have not eaten out one time since this whole thing awesome. started. I have I've become a really good master of my barbecue. I've become Ooh. really good at reading directions on on cans, on how long to cook vegetables. I've become a really good reader on packages of frozen vegetables that you put in the microwave. I've become really good at putting, um, you know, things in the oven and paying attention to how long you're supposed to cook them. There are ways for, you know, challenged uh, uh, culinary people like myself to get by. So I've learned that trade. I've learned how to be an effective um cook you know, kind of a, a sous chef in a uh, in a uh, uh, steakhouse type thing you know i can i can prepare it and heat it up now if you ask me to cook spaghetti from scratch i'll, I'll starve to death <laughs> yeah that's uh, that's good stuff man that's so that's that's cool to hear yeah all this shopping you're kind of buying in bulk what are you going about every two weeks or so about every two weeks um i go usually in the mornings when they're fully stocked 
and I have not had any problems. I, you know, let me tell you, the grocery store personnel are absolutely great people. They are very, very, very uh, mm-hmm. kind. They're very friendly. Um, and I make sure every time I go in, you know, people think I'm just a callous asshole. I'm really not. I tell people, <laughs> hey, thank you for coming in. I really appreciate your service. I tell them every time. And they look at Beautiful. me. Beautiful. What the hell? Are you on some kind of different planet? You're thanking me for doing my job? You're damn right I am. Because you're you're putting it out there, man. You're you're you know, you're 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 uh having contacts with all kinds of different people. You don't know where they're what, what they're carrying. Yeah. God bless you for coming in and doing doing the work. Yeah, they've really stepped up their game with just wiping carts down and, and saying, Hey, you know, being pretty friendly and they look all pretty worn out. So they they've really been been working hard and, and we need them. We need every one of them. Another another thing is I have a teacher friend. She is uh, a uh, middle school teacher out in the Riverside area, and God bless her. She has been doing this dis- distance learning from her kitchen or her computer room or wherever she has her, 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 her uh, computer. And the teachers out there that are having to teach this way, um, yeah, I salute them because they're doing a great – they're doing all they can do. They're trying to, to reach kids that, A – don't learn a damn thing when they're 10 feet in front of you. And now you're supposed to teach them when they're at a distance. I don't get that. So she yeah. told me she's getting about a 50% buy-in rate on, on who's showing up for her, her zoom, uh, uh, teaching, uh, uh, sessions. And they're, you know, granted they get to do it from home, but I think it's probably a lot more difficult Especially if I was a teacher, I, I, I would be going crazy because I'm not really good techno- technologically wise. And they're doing it. You know, they're teaching people that really don't give a shit about learning. Right now, but they're trying. <laughs> and they're it's out there be. doing uh, what they're getting paid to do. And, and then some. And they're trying to reach out and they're trying to do, a, you know, a, a, a great job. And I salute every teacher out there that's, that's in that predicament. And just keep on doing what you're doing. Because I don't think. And this is just my prediction. I don't think you're going to see a school back in session until there's a there's a vaccine. You just can't you can't roll the dice on that because, as we know, if a kid gets it, it's not that bad. But if you go home and you give it to grandma, she's dead. Yeah. And the, and here's the other horrible horrible thing about this virus is that if you have a loved one who gets sick, let's say let's say you're at your parents' house, your, 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 your mom or dad, they have a heart attack, okay? And they get transported. Guess what? You don't get to go be with them. They either recover alone or they die alone. And that is an unacceptable way of saying goodbye to a loved one, whether it's a loved mm-hmm. one, a hated one, anybody, you know? I don't wish that upon, well, maybe one or two of my, my worst enemies, but I don't wish that upon anybody. Yeah. Now, you've always been great about that and in, in seeing friends in hospitals. And uh, that's something I've learned about you pretty early on, that you're you're a you're a good guy in that regards, Bill. You're very caring. Uh, even when uh, <laughs> one of our friends was in the hospital not too long ago, he, he was definitely giving you <laughs> giving you some crap about, oh, Jesus. You know? <laughs> well, <laughs> but, you know, I'll, I'll tell that story real quick, because we got to bring a little levity to this really serious uh, sure. uh, uh, <laughs> story here. Uh, a couple years ago, I took a buddy of mine, um, you know, his, his significant other was, was, she doesn't do well under stress. And they asked me to drive him down to a city near Los Angeles to get some, uh, uh, just a minor procedure done on uh, an ailment that had to do with a shoulder. So we're in there and, you know, they, they, they as, as the uh, operation is getting ready to, to commence, you know, they give him the knockout drug. And his, uh, his, um, you know, significant other gave him the, the big kiss and the love and I love you and all that. And we'll see you when you come out, blah, blah, blah. And I told him, I said, Hey, I said, take a look, take a look at your lady here. I said, if you don't come out of this, it's me and her together the rest of our lives. <laughs> he, he, he gave me a look like if you could be dead right now, but you know what? He pulled through. He pulled through. That gave him the motivation to, to beat it because you know he had some underlying problems he had a little bit of a high high blood pressure high blood rate yeah there's a, you know there's always there's always that that little bit of a question mark when you go under the knife and i wanted to make sure that uh 
you know, he had some motivation to come back and he did. And oh. you know, life is good. Well, all I could say is lucky her because <laughs> that, that would have been a, a rough uh, transition. <laughs> oh, that would have been an absolute shit sandwich for her. And I'm so glad you came out of it. Oh, man. Well, Bill, I do want to thank you about one thing. You told me to watch something on Netflix that I, I checked out. And I it was only about a 90-minute, hour-and-a-half show. But it was a documentary, basically, called Screwball. And it was a little odd with how they have kind of the kids as flash as actors of of real life adults and athletes of the documentary. But it, it grew on me a little bit. It was an outstanding Netflix documentary. It made you upset big time. But I'll let you kind of talk about that uh, that show or documentary screwball. Yeah, you're gonna let me. You're gonna let me be the one who throws darts into the commissioner of baseball about how he uh, paid five million dollars for a for a low level wannabe doctor uh, informant to come forward and snitch Alex Rodriguez off and be able to beat him in arbitration because he refused to take a a uh, suspension. So basically, that's it. It all boils down to, and I ruined it for everybody who watches it. But everybody knows, you know, everybody knows how it ended anyway because it's a documentary on a true story. Well, I thought it was ingenious, actually, on how the directors, producers, and creators of this show used children to be the actors and dress them up as adults mm-hmm. and whatnot. Uh, because, you know, A, it saved money. Kids are cheaper to pay than, than, than regular actors, you know. <laughs> and B, it made you pay attention. It's like, okay, well, that, he kind of, that little kid, he kind of does resemble A-Rod a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, so I thought it was really, really good. And it was well, I mean, it was a well put together program. Uh, I got to tell you that the biggest uh, patsy and idiot in that whole thing was the, the guy, Mr. What was he called? What did he call himself? A professional tanner? I can't remember the guy's name. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think but, he was. Port, Porter something. Yeah, what a complete imbecile. Oh, oh, I mean, if he had a room temperature, clown. if he had a room temperature IQ, we're giving him way too much credit. I mean, that guy <laughs> was about as dumb as as they come and yeah you know he was guy i mean i don't know how he gets from point a to point b anywhere that guy was just a dumbass and and the the irony is that, that that's pretty much the guy that really sparked the fire to take down major league baseball and these these cheaters which is just true irony yes and that just shows you just how how completely uh addictive and and compulsive these these guys were that used that stuff and again you know what 10 years later from when that 10 years before when all that happened you know bud Selig looked the other way he wanted baseball to get back into into you mm-hmm. know the high high level with with steroid use and that's why you know everybody was 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 like wow boy those guys lift a lot of weights well no they don't you know when you had the mcguire <laughs> sosa when you had you know a physical specimen like five foot, eight inch, 150 pound Brady Anderson hitting a hundred, hitting 50 home runs in a season. You don't think he's on something? Come on. Yeah. It's just crazy how you get bigger and stronger later in life than when you're at your peak years. Exactly. You know, exactly. <laughs> that's just, there's something to be said and, about and, that. And, um, and the players, you know what? I, I honest to God, don't blame them because to be competitive back then and to keep up with, with, with your, 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 uh, your peers you had to juice man you had to that's just the way it was yeah and well i i didn't i oh, i'm sorry Bill. Well, no no i was just gonna say that's just what they had to do and until they started making it illegal you know and slamming guys well i'm gonna put you on the spot here i didn't think of, about this until just now so uh you could tell me uh to uh you could tell me to go pound sand if you want and just m- move on Hey, to next question if you want, but I got if if you're willing to tell it, I would love it if you would comment on an interaction <laughs> that you've had not only with Alex Rodriguez, <laughs> but also an interaction you had with uh, said Commissioner Rob Manfred. Okay, yes, those two those two occurrences, quite two true. separate events, just at the right place at the right time. Um, <clears throat> The first one was the 2017 World Series. After Game 7, the Astros beat the Dodgers. I am at the uh, 
uh, team hotel of the Houston Astros. I am, I'm not going to mention who I'm with or what I'm doing or why I'm there because I don't want to get these guys, you know, into it. They don't need to be, but I will, I'll just include the A-Rod part. I'm talking to someone and in comes A-Rod with uh, his girlfriend, uh, Jennifer Lopez. They walk by and I tell my, my friend who knows them, I go, hey, I go, Alex, Alex Rodriguez is. And he said, he's, all he said was, A-Rod. A-Rod turned around, shook his hand, congratulated him on a, on, a, on a really good World Series. And the guy being a pro and being just the best guy in the world introduced me to A-Rod. And I shook his hand and he started to introduce me <laughs> to, to J-Lo. And I said, I know exactly who she is. She doesn't need any any." <laughs> any introduction <laughs> and I shook her hand and she looked at me right in the eye and started gig- started to giggle a little bit. And Alex kind of, you know, you know, laughed a little bit, his shoulders kind of shrugged and they said, okay, well, Hey, we're going to a party, blah, blah, blah. Nice seeing you guys. Nice meeting you. Adios down the road. They went. And let me tell you something as, as hot and as beautiful and as gorgeous as a rod. I'm a rod. No. Wow. As JLo is on TV. She is absolutely breathtaking in person. And that was a very, very uh, nice little surprise that I got to, uh, to experience. And, and I wasn't going to, and people say, wouldn't you take a picture? Why didn't you? I go, you know what? No, you don't do that. You, you, if people don't yeah. believe me, then you know what? Screw them. But it happened. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was great. I mean, uh, you know, I, not some A-Rod. Yeah, he's okay. But to meet J-Lo was, was fantastic. <laughs> now let's let's jump ahead to the 2018 World Series. Um, I had a I had a, a security job, protection type driver job, where my job was to drive into the players only or VIP only parking and drop some folks off, and I did, and um, that went out without a hitch. And the parking lot attendant, you have to understand, Lot O in Dodger Stadium is about as wide as a um, <clears throat> boys, boys middle school gymnasium uh, locker room, okay? <laughs> it, it's about 15 feet. I mean, it's small. I don't know how anybody parks in there, okay? So I'm in a, in a, uh, in a uh, excursion, Ford excursion, big old, big old uh, car. And, <clears throat> excuse me, the lot, the lot rat starts pointing, hey, come up here and park, come up here and park. <laughs> So in front of me, I noticed that there are some, some, um, some Chevy, uh, some big Chevy uh, 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 SUVs with MLB placards on them, MLB VIP placards on them in front of me. And I didn't think much of it. Well, I back up. And as I back up, I, I start to come around this vehicle and not driving a big car and it being in a small little parking lot, I, I feel this bump. I feel this like scrape. The right rear quarter panel of the car I'm driving against the left rear quarter panel of the car that I hit. And I'll be damned. I get so pissed at myself. I throw it in park. I get out. I go back there and look. And I put a nice little crease into this MLB VIP uh, <laughs> vehicle. And I'm just swearing up a storm at myself being so mad at myself because here I'm supposed to be a professional and this doesn't happen. And I did it. Okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm just pissed. And as I look, I look out of the corner of my eye and I look up and I see this guy get out of the, the right rear door of the vehicle. He comes around and he's got this smile on his face and I see this gap between his front teeth. And I think to myself, well, if you're going to hit anybody's car, Bill, you might as well hit the commissioner of baseball's. And sure as shit, <laughs> Rob Manfred, he, he, uh, he could see that I was pretty upset and pissed off. And he kind of grinned at me and he goes, ah, well, uh, and I said, hey, Mr. Commissioner, before you say anything, I always wanted to meet you, but not under these circumstances. So that kind of <laughs> took him off guard a little bit. And he kind of laughed and he says, well, he goes, you know, I've got to document this. I'm going to get one of my you know, security guys to come out and talk to you. I said, absolutely. So let's, you know. You know, being an ex-cop that I am, the MLB security guy was a former lieutenant for the LA Sheriff's Department. He comes out. We start talking. We kind of knew the same people. 
And it was all, fun. you know, he understood. He started laughing about it. And he goes, you know, he goes, MLB, they write this shit off. He goes, it's no big deal. But I still got to take a little incident report, get your name and all that. I said, absolutely. Well, <clears throat> it did absolutely no damage. I was able to wipe off the scratch on the car that I was <laughs> using. Okay, no damage. The MLB car probably had a, sustained a pretty good little crease and dent. And it was noticeable on uh, the left rear quarter panel. So... <clears throat> Uh, there was some damage there. It was going to cost some money and I was fully well, you know, prepared to, to pay for it, but knock on wood, some almost three years later, two years later, I've yet, they never called me. They never, they just wrote it off. That's why if they can pay $5 million to a, to an informant <laughs> in South Florida to go after Alex Rodriguez, they can sure as hell overlook my mistake of the heart in, in denting a leased car from Chevrolet, which they gave back and Chevy probably <laughs> looked the other way. So that's, those are my two stories with A-Rod and the commissioner. And they both turned out okay. It didn't cost me anything. And, you know, we're here to play another day. Yeah, they didn't make, those two stories didn't make it into the documentary, but it could have been uh, pretty funny that the, the one guy, guy connecting them both, yes. who knows? You know, that six degree of separation. <laughs> You know? Oh yeah! Thank God! I thank God I didn't tell Manfred. Hey, uh, by the way, I met your your buddy A Rod last year. Great guy. Are you kidding? If I'd have said that, <laughs> I'd have probably had to buy a whole new fleet of cars for him. <laughs> oh, Bill, it's always fun, man. <laughs> oh well, before we wrap it up here, is there anything else you'd like to say or to talk about or questions uh, regarding me or the podcast or just anything? Well. I, I think, you know, it's going in the right direction and, and, and we've got our, we've got our, uh, our, uh, you know, feelers out to some people that might be able to help us and get us, you know, a little bit of publicity and maybe put us on, uh, you know, an old, um, <clears throat> Thomas guide map, not a, not a, uh, a, <laughs> a, uh, a Google map, but I think we might, you know, we're heading, we're heading in the right direction. And believe me, if we're not, if it's just you and me talking, I'm having a great time sitting here at my kitchen and and talking about stuff and getting shit off my chest and mm -hmm. hopefully if someone can take a little something uh out of this and have a chuckle or put it to good use you know like maybe you know pouring coke in your coffee or or you know <laughs> using the pen in a hotel room to stir your drink and not write with then I, i'm hoping that i've done some good you you have done some good and it's a pleasure to have you on weekly I'm really glad you you want to do it, and uh, I, I sure as I sure know that you are available to do it. So uh, thanks thanks for being on. Are you listening to some other uh, episodes of other people on here? I am. I am. Um, I thought you know uh, your football coach you had on the other day was outstanding, outstanding program. Uh, your boy Freddie, Freddie's fine fine guest. Um, you know you put you put. A phone in somebody with a speaker on it and you talk and you pretend like you know you're talking to your friend sitting across from you it's real easy to do you know mm -hmm. so with that in mind that's you know we're not joe rogan but then again give us time <laughs> amen to that bill well i appreciate you being here again it's been a lot of fun uh we will definitely have you on uh back next week so you'll have another week to jot down some ideas and we'll come up with some more memories I'm and glad uh, that these week to week uh, contracts that I'm, I'm, I'm getting. I mean, the money is, is substantial and it's really, <laughs> really great that, that you're, uh, you know, seeing some, 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 some good in me that I can, you know, give back. So I appreciate that. You are a huge uh, correspondent for this podcast and we'll definitely have you out on some, when we do get back out on the road and, and just back to normalcy, I'm sure I'll be calling you and you'll, we'll have some live, live updates from you, wherever you may be as a uh, correspondent. I know you're really big into uh, high, high speed chases. So uh, we have to have you on for some commentary when that stuff pops up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would be fun. You know, I mean, that's another, another uh, issue that's come up with, you know, people being at home now. A, we haven't had a school shooting. B, we haven't had any a lot of high speed chases and traffic, and people aren't bitching about their commute. So, if there is something to look on the bright side about, let that let that be the case. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta find the positive in things, and you know, the glass is half 
the glass is half full and you could put a, an umbrella in it and make it feel good. You know what I mean? Absolutely. All right. Well, Hey, uh, speaking of a, a, uh, an umbrella with a, with a, with a glass in it, you know, um, wouldn't we all like to be on the beach in one of the Hawaiian tropical uh, islands? Just, just, just being completely at, at, uh, you know, having not a care in the world. You know, I pretend I do that every day when I go out on my front porch and try to get some sun. I pretend <laughs> that, you know, there's a there's a lot of bikini clad young ladies around me, and uh, you know, that's all we can do right now is just, you know, pretend. But with that in mind, I think I'm going to go fix a drink right now, and I'll, for in, in in your honor, Matt, I'll I'll put an umbrella in it, and I'll feel a whole lot better. I love it. Great stuff, man. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Cheers. See ya. Cheers. Adios for our Spanish-speaking listeners. <laughs> Later. Bye. Another great interview with Bill Barnes, the man, the myth, the legend. Thank you again for tuning in on another Wednesday episode with the weekly Wednesday weigh-in from Mr. Bill Barnes. Appreciate all the listenership today. I once again want to say uh, that the, to the Lunny family, we're thinking of you. Not just me, but a lot of people out there. Rest in peace, Mr. Lunny. You were a true gentleman, a fun man, a great person, and a, a wonderful example for us all. So to the Lunnies, uh, hang in there. Uh, rest, rest in peace, Mr. Lunny. And uh, there's thoughts and prayers to everyone uh, that, that, that is hurting a little bit right now. Uh, as we move forward with this week, we have a great show tomorrow on Thursday as Mr. Sean O'Leary will stop in. He has some great insight on uh, baseball from a, a coaching perspective and what he thinks of uh, umpires. Uh, we also have Bill Ritter on Friday to take us home, take us around third and get us home safe for the weekend. We look forward to hearing from him and his talk about uh, his music industry work and his uh, past, his days when where music all started for him, and, and athletics as well. I want to thank everyone who's been listening. Facebook page continues to grow. Remember that Anchor, the app or the desktop, is the official way to listen to the Get Home Safe podcast. That said, there are other avenues that you can listen to the podcast, and we do not want to uh, diminish those. So any way you listen to the podcast is greatly appreciated. We're trying to grow it and pitch it every time. So once again, our music, you can be heard in the Anchor app, not necessarily the other apps. So that's why we want you to get the full content. But either way, we appreciate you. Thank you for joining us for another fun episode. We hope we're, we're, our content is growing. And if you have any comments or content suggestions or arguments, whatever it may be, send it our way on the Get Home Safe Facebook page or through the Anchor app with a voice message. I appreciate everyone. It is Wednesday. We are trying to get through another week of this thing. We're three days in, two left to go on the work week if we are working on the on the road or at home. But uh, we're, let's get to another weekend and just start crossing days off as we can get closer to getting back to normal, whatever that is. And no matter what we're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.